people people need to hear about the healing power of God. People need to be ministered to in the area of healing. And so today I'm going to be examining, uh, taking you through lots and lots of scripture about examining the miracle ministries of Christ because, I mean, obviously he's, uh, he's the center point of our salvation. He's the center point of Christianity, the savior of the world and the greatest healer there's ever been. Um, and today he works through us as believers to, uh, to heal the sick around us. So he's still alive and his miracle power is still in effect today. Uh, however, for you personally, for, for whoever you are watching, first of all, let me know where you're watching from, uh, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, um, maybe you're maybe you're listening on the podcast, whatever the case is, let me know where you're watching from. I'd be glad to greet you and uh, say hello, but <coughs> I want you to start, uh, you can hold your place in, in the book of Matthew uh, chapter 4. But I want to read this uh, first before I, I get into the meat of what I want to talk about because everything centers around, everything that I'm, I'm ministering in these live streams about healing centers around the mentality that uh, not just that you believe Jesus can heal you, but that you believe Jesus wants to heal you. Um, and that that's, that's something that you can receive today. And it's contingent upon you understanding the will of God for you personally in this area. Maybe you go to a church and they don't they don't teach on healing. Maybe you go to maybe you listen to preaching and they don't they don't teach on miracles. They don't teach. Uh, I'm not slamming anybody. I'm not I'm not saying uh, anything against anybody specific. But lots of people go to churches or, or listen to preaching that, you know, they they. Maybe they talk about healing, but they say, you know, if God heals you, it's just his will. If he doesn't heal you, then that's just what he chose. But I want to take you to the Bible. What does the Bible say? The book of 3 John, you don't have to go there. I'm going to just read this to you. I want you to hold your place in Matthew 4. Um, the, the book of 3 John and verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. As I said uh, Tuesday, your soul, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. So our soul prospering is the like the main thing that has to happen for all the benefits of our salvation to take effect in our lives, whether it be healing or provision or uh, whatever you want to name, prosperous in your relationships with your family members, prosperous in every area of life. But it's contingent upon our soul prospering. How does our soul prosper? It prospers by being renewed, Romans 12, 3. We're not conformed to the ways of this world the way they do things, but we are transformed by the renewing of our mind to the word of God. So that's how our, our soul prospers. It's, imp it's impossible for your soul to prosper if you think the way the world thinks. We have to think the way that God has for us to think. Now, verse 3, For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, uh, just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. So that's I, I wouldn't say that's like a theme scripture of this live stream. But I want to share that because if you don't understand, number one, that it's God's will for you to be healed. You can see throughout the scriptures that I'm going to read in just a moment how many 
just how many people Jesus healed. I mean, that was a m- major part of his earthly ministry when he was physically alive on the earth. But that didn't stop just because Jesus uh, was was crucified, resurrected, and then went to heaven. The, his healing power never left the earth. However, fr- not just from the standpoint that it's his will to heal you, but it's also from the standpoint of how you receive it. Because it's not automatic. That Praise God for people that get healed the moment they get saved and all that stuff. Um, that does happen, absolutely. But just like the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, that uh, without faith it's impossible to please God. So some people get healed just from the sovereignty of God because he loves them. Well, he, he heals everybody for that reason. He loves them. But the number one way, the best way to receive God's healing power in your body, no matter who you are, is by faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So with that said, let's get started in examining the miracle ministry of Jesus. What will Jesus do for you today? And I'm talking about today, right now, whether you're watching live Later on the replay, a year from now, 10 years from now, this message will still be relevant from now until Jesus comes back. This message will still be relevant. Let God's word be uh, forever established. So Matthew chapter 4, let's, let's examine this. Matthew chapter 4, and uh, I'm going to start reading in verse 23. And Jesus went ab- about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him all the sick people who were uh, afflicted with various diseases and torments and uh, those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, uh, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. So we can see right off the bat, th- this is the moment that Jesus began his er- earthly ministry. Right before that, <coughs> excuse me, he was in the wilderness being tempted of the devil. Of course, we know that he came out of that victorious and resisted the devil. But the first thing he starts to do was, was go out and preach the good news of the kingdom and started to heal the sick. And it, it, it lists several categories of sickness right there that Jesus healed. So it wasn't just him preaching. It was him preaching and healing the sick and performing miracles. Now, go with me to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. If I don't get through all the scriptures that I want to get through, because there's a lot of them uh, today, then I'll just I'll just continue next Tuesday. But uh, this is powerful. I pray that this blesses you. Matthew chapter 8. Um, and I'm going to just start reading in verse one. When he had come down from the mountain and great multitudes followed him and behold, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. First thing he does, doesn't question if, if Jesus can heal him, doesn't question his ability. He questions his willingness. And a lot of Christians fall into this category. It's not just Christians, but I want to I want to talk specifically to Christians about that uh, th- kind of that mentality, because 
unfortunately, a lot of Christians have been taught in church growing up. Well, you know, it's just up to God whether he heals you or not. It may not be his will, his will to heal you because maybe they've been prayed for and for whatever reason they didn't get healed. Let me just tell you this right off the bat. No matter who prays for you, if I pray for you in a, in a live church service or in a live stream like this or who, whatever miracle ministry you want to name, the, the most anointed preacher you can think of, if they prayed for you and you did not get healed for whatever reason, does that mean that the word of God doesn't work? Does that mean that the healing power of God is no longer active on the earth? Absolutely not. Because we have to we have to stick to what the Bible says. The Bible says in First Peter two twenty four, by his stripes we were healed. If we were healed, then we are healed right now. So it's a matter of faith. Don't allow any don't allow a preacher or a Christian or anybody to sow seeds of doubt and unbelief into your spirit and into your soul that the healing power of God, I, I, that he's not willing to heal you. It's, it's a lie from the devil. Now I'm going to keep reading. So he says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse 3, then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy was cleansed. How fast? Two days later? I mean, that would have been great too. But it says immediately the, the leprosy was cleansed. Well, I don't know anybody dealing with leprosy. I'm not saying they're, they're not on the earth. I'm saying I personally don't know anyone who has leprosy. Leprosy is a big deal. So maybe you're watching, you have leprosy. Jesus will heal it instantly, just like he did it for this person. So I, w I would guard yourself against any preaching that, that something like this. It says, how many of you know that when we pray, Jesus is the healer, but sometimes it just uh, it doesn't happen instantly. I mean, it's true. Not, not every healing happens instantly, but we have to preach it with faith. We have to preach it in a way Jesus will touch you right now. Why? Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is. Faith isn't tomorrow. Faith, wasn't yet, faith is not yesterday. Faith is not 10 years from now. Faith is right now. The moment that you get faith into your spirit from the word of God because that's where faith comes from that's the moment you receive from God praise the Lord um, then Jesus uh, put out his hand and touched him saying I am willing be cleansed immediately the leprosy was cleansed verse 4 and Jesus said to him see that you tell no one but go your way show yourself to the priest and under the gift that Moses um commanded as a testimony to them uh, down to verse five now when jesus had entered capernaum a centurion came to him pleading with him saying lord my servant is lying at home paralyzed dreadfully tormented and jesus said to him i will come and heal him jesus said to him i will come and heal him i mean pretty hard to make the argument that that it's not always god's not always willing to heal someone if someone has a difficulty receiving the healing, it, it could be a number of factors. There could be teach. They need sometimes people need to be taught proper doctrine because they've been listening to so much doubt and unbelief in this area from preachers that have no fire from the Holy Ghost for whatever reason. I'm not I'm not naming anybody, but they are out there. You know, I, I, I grew up hearing hearing people talk like that. It may just not God be God's will to heal. No. You know, there's 
different categories of sickness and disease. But the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus takes care of all of them. But we have to believe. The, there's, there's one thing that God can't stand aside from sin, and, and it's unbelief. God hates unbelief. He loves to be believed, and he's a faithful God. And so, um, next verse, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come in under my roof, but only speak the word, and my servant will be healed. He said, only speak the word. Did you know Psalm 107 and verse 20, the Bible says he sent his word and healed them. Jesus is the word made flesh. So, yes, he he was uh, he was resurrected from the dead and a few days later went up to be with the father in heaven. But did you know that the power of God never left the earth just because Jesus went up because he he uh, transferred his authority first to the apostles? And then they dispersed it throughout the book of Acts. The, bo- the book of Acts is full, chock full of miracles from the Apostle Paul to the Apostle Peter, you, you name it. And so miracles have not been done away with. But we, you know, ministers, including myself, we have to, and, and believers in general, because the Bible doesn't say preachers will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. It says believers. But from the standpoint of, of preachers, myself and other preachers, we, we have a responsibility to teach you that the power of God is still available today, but also how to receive it. Because we have to do our part to be vessels of honor. But, but we also have to teach the people how to receive the power of God. Because we can prepare all we want to, but the people have to be hungry. They have to be hungry. Praise God. And so, if you're watching this today, I believe that you're hungry for the power of God and the word of God. Um, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. So, he didn't want him to physically come to the house. He just said, speak a word and my servant will be healed. So, when you speak the word as a child of God, it carries the same power as if God himself spoke the word. Can you say Amen. Uh, having, uh, I'm a man of authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even (coughs) in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, let, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed from that same hour. So get the key here. What Jesus said, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. The same is true for you, because what God does for one, he'll do for anybody. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. That's why we can uh, that's why we can read the scriptures and receive from Jesus the same exact healing power that he's ministering to these people while he's in his, his earthly ministry in these scriptures that I'm reading. 
but the key the key again uh in in matthew 8 and verse uh what is this verse 15 uh no verse 13 then jesus said to the centurion go your way and as you have believed so let it be done for you so it's up to your belief system it's up to your faith the centurion understood authority there's more than one way in the bible to receive healing the laying on of hands uh you know speaking to your body the authority to believe it just like the centurion is practicing uh communion there's different ways to receive healing throughout the bible however when it comes to this area of speaking the word you could do that to yourself you can lay hands on yourself and be healed you can receive god's healing power as you watch this live stream if you if you grab a hold of god's anointing with faith that uh, the anointing of the holy ghost will come out come through this internet connection and touch your physical body because jesus responds to faith type it in the comments for me jesus responds to faith hey good to see you in pakistan thanks for coming on let me grab a drink And so the authority of the believer, and it says that his servant was healed from that same hour. So God's healing power doesn't take a long time. Maybe you've been believing God for for a healing or a miracle in your body for years. Let's just say years. Well, don't don't feel condemned about it, but be encouraged today that it doesn't take God long to touch your physical body. You know. Do whatever you have to do. If you have to take communion, lay hands on, you know, another another way that this works is through fasting and prayer. Did you know that prayer and fasting? Prayer combined with fasting. Causes your body to 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 there's a supernatural element to it that causes your body to be uh, rejuvenated. I don't know how else to say it. Fasting and prayer is known to kill cancer cells. It's known for it. And so you can combine every way in the Bible that that uh, that is scripturally the way to receive healing from God. Combine them all if you have to. Doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, you have to engage your faith as you do what the Bible says is your part to receive the healing power of God. When you speak the word to your body and lay hands on yourself, make sure it's with faith. Not, oh, God, please heal me. Oh, God, please heal me. The reason why that prayer doesn't work for a lot of people is because it's full of doubt and unbelief. And uh, it could be I understand that it can be challenging to be full of faith when you're full of pain. You just want the pain gone. But I encourage you that God, Jesus is alive today and he will heal you today if you'll engage your faith. Excuse me. Verse uh, the next verse down 14, Matthew four or no, Matthew eight fourteen. Now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she arose and served them. So if you have a fever, good news. According to what Jesus did, just did that fever is broken pretty easily, immediately. Next verse, 16. And when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. How many did he, did he heal? Only some who, who 
he liked their personality. Only a few who he thought they had enough faith. Only a few who he thought they were humble enough. No. It says, and he healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Now, before I keep reading this, I want to I want to I want you to think about this. This is what I personally think of every time I, I need to stand on the word for for healing. If I have symptoms in my body for some reason, you know, there's times I've had to fight off sinuses and just all kinds of stuff. But the picture that goes into my mind where the Bible says by his stripes, I was healed. And even right here, it says he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I want you to think about this. There was a very important thing that Jesus did right before he went to the cross to allow to lay down his life and be crucified. The cross took care of sin. It wasn't for our sicknesses. The cross took care of sin. But right before Jesus went to the cross, they forced him to carry his cross up that hill to be crucified. He was beaten by those soldiers until the point where he was unrecognizable. He poured out his blood. They pushed a crown of thorns on top of his head. Why? Why did he go through that? It was because by his stripes, those stripes that he took upon his body with that cat of nine tails, when they whipped his body with it and whatever other instruments they used, when they ripped his body open, all that blood that poured out was for our sickness. It was for our diseases. That's why it says by his stripes, we were healed. So in that moment, when he was being beaten, it was he had you in mind. Your, the, whatever sickness or disease you're dealing with, he had you in mind with that specific illness, with, with cancer, with diabetes, with scoliosis, with newer, neurological uh, diseases, whatever the sickness or disease was. Jesus took it into his own body. By his stripes, we are healed and we were healed. Amen. Um, when evening had come, I think I already read that. Go down to verse 18. And when Jesus saw great multitudes uh, about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and bird, uh, birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Then another disciple said to him, Lord, let the let the first go and bury my father. Let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, follow me and let the bed bury, bury their own dead. In other words, if you want to truly follow me, do it and don't look back. Doesn't matter what's back there. That that uh, Christians, Christians have got to get that through their mind now. And I'm, I'm not saying anybody specific in general. We have got to get back to a place where when we when we follow Jesus, there's no turning back. Doesn't matter what's back there. Let the old life be dead and gone. I'm following Jesus. I'm going forward with the new life, the, 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 the new heavenly supernatural identity that only comes through Christ Jesus. Uh, verse 23. Now, when they got into the boat, his disciples followed him and suddenly a great tempest arose uh, on the sea so that the boat was co uh, covered with the waves. In other words, the boat is sinking now. But he was asleep. Then his disciples 
came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearing? Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and sea, and there was a great calm. So men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and waves obey him? Uh, verse 28. Then when he had come to the other side, to his, the country of the Ger, I don't even know if I want to try to say that, Gergesenes, there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, what have you to do? Uh, what have we to do with you, Jesus? You're the son. You the son of God. Have you come? Uh, have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a good way off from there was a herd of many swine, feeding. So the demons begged him, saying, "If you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine." And he said to them, "Go." So when they had come out, then uh, they went into the herd of swine. And suddenly a whole herd of swine uh, ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. So what's happening here? These men were demon possessed. So there is a form of sickness. Not all sickness has to do with de demonic possession. Remember, I said this and, and put it in your notes. Sickness and disease, all sickness and disease has its root with the devil because it's a part of the curse jesus became a curse for us so that we could be blessed but all sickness and disease has its root with the devil because it's a part of the curse but not all sickness and disease is a is is somebody is demonically possessed okay because not every time jesus prayed for someone to be to be healed or however he ministered to them whether he just spoke it laid hands on them However, whatever method he did it, not all of them were demon possessed. But in this situation, they were. These two men were demon possessed. And the, and the demons themselves said, uh, you know, if you're going to cast it out, cast us out, at least put us into the pigs. Why? Because de even demons don't want to be in hell. Even demons do not want to be in hell. Hell is a hell is a. How do you even describe it? I mean, some people are living what they think is hell on earth, but hell, no matter how rough your life is on this earth, and it doesn't have to be, but some people have, have a rough life. No matter how rough your life is on this earth, hell will be, will make your life on earth look like a cakewalk. Hell is eternal torment. God doesn't send anybody to hell. People choose hell by refusing to receive Jesus. Which doesn't make sense to me because Jesus is the embodiment of the goodness and love of God. And if you've never given your life to Christ, or maybe you once did, but you know you're not living for him today, wait until the end because I'm going to pray for people to be healed, trusting God to put, perform miracles in your body, and I'm also going to give you opportunities to give your life to Christ before it's too late. However, um, go with me to Matthew 9. I'm going to start reading in verse 9. Uh, no, not verse 9. Chapter 9, verse 1. Uh, so he got into the boat 
crossed over and came to his own city. When, behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, of, uh, be, son be of good cheer, your sins ha- are forgiven. And at once some of the scribes with, said within themselves, This man uh, blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, uh, arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, uh, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. So So look at that. <clears throat> Jesus noticed the faith of these people. So other people can believe God for you. But the best way is to exercise your own personal faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can't pray for faith. You can't. Uh, faith doesn't come by worshiping Jesus. There's nothing. It's a good thing to worship Jesus. Don't hear me wrong. But that's not how faith comes. Faith comes specifically from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you uh, you can read the Bible and faith can come that way. But faith comes through listening to 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 sound doctrine, preaching and teaching of the word of God. That's the that's the whole point of the fivefold ministry gift. That's the whole point of me doing these live streams so that faith comes alive on the inside of you that you believe. Yes, I, I, I believe now. That not only can Jesus do anything, because with, uh, with God all things are possible, but I also believe that he wants to do it for me. That's, that's the way it works. And so these people got Jesus' attention with their faith. And their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven. So obviously he needed he didn't just need a physical miracle. He needed to be saved. But then he tells him, arise, take up your bed and go go to your house. So just by speaking to this paralytic, the faith of the other people wanting him to be healed, got Jesus's attention. And obviously the paralytic uh, wasn't in unbelief. Seemed like he was basically neutral. Okay, it's better to be neutral about it than to be in unbelief. And so the paralytic uh, received healing just by Jesus speaking to him. And it happened instantly. Now, (coughs) next verse, excuse me. Uh, Verse 8, now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. And this was was even before Jesus distributed his authority to to, uh, the body of Christ. Next verse down. Um, Wait, let me see what verse I want to go to next. Let's go to, let's fast forward here and go to chapter 18. Chapter 18, Matthew 18. I don't know about you guys, but the healing, the miracle ministry of Christ 
is uh, fascinating. Matthew chapter 18. This is wrong. Sorry. My, I'm, my notes are confusing me. I apologize. Uh, I should take better notes. Uh, back, to, back to chapter 8. And let me read. Uh, go to verse 18. No, I already read that too. What the heck? Matthew chapter I don't know what the heck happened anyways let's move on to uh, I gotta take better notes Matthew 15 let's just go there it's alright Matthew 15 I don't know how that happened. Anyways, even preachers can mess up. Uh, Matthew chapter 15, and go down to uh, verse 29. Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and uh, went up onto the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the, the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others, and they did, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled, and they, they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, and the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. So you can see in those scriptures, there was no form of sickness and disease that Jesus, Jesus said, no, they, they, you know, uh, I'm not prepared to, to pray for you. No, I don't heal this kind of sickness and disease. You know, I, 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 uh, I deal with other stuff. There was no form of sickness and disease that they brought to Jesus that he turned them away or that he didn't heal them. Uh, now go. I know I'm having you go to a lot of scripture, but that's where the faith comes from. So Matthew 17. Matthew 17. And uh, let's go to verse 14. Matthew seventeen fourteen. Hang on. Okay. And when they had come to uh, when they had come to the mount the multitude, a man came to him kneeling down to him and saying, "Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic, and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him." Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring, bring them here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why couldn't we cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, uh, move from here to there and it will and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And so Jesus is teaching a couple of things here. Number one, 
is that uh, I mean obviously this is a this is a case of, of a of a demonic um th- there's a there's a demonic stronghold behind this one and so one of the things is there's a there's a there's a type of sickness and disease that will only answer to prayer and fasting because Jesus taught that here there's a type of sickness and disease that will only respond to prayer and fasting and so whenever whenever you're praying for the I, I, I say it like this. Um, I, I follow the example of my my spiritual father. And anytime they're going to do a, a, a healing meeting or a miracle service, they normally fast and pray whenever they're going to do that service. And because it's not. Yeah, not every sick, not every time you pray for the sick, do you need to fast and pray, but it can't hurt. So. I would say fast and pray often. Fast and pray often because Jesus taught that there's a there's a certain kind that doesn't come out except by prayer and fasting. And so another thing that he's teaching here (coughs) is going back to unbelief because he says, oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And then Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. But he says, then the disciples asked him, why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. So it goes back to unbelief. What's the, the only cure for unbelief is to take in the word of God. That's the only cure for unbelief. <coughs> you can't, uh, I don't know. You, the only cure for unbelief is to take in faith from the word of God. Be careful who you listen to as far as preaching goes and teaching goes. Because, I don't know, some I'm not going to name any names, but you could just tell when someone doesn't carry a spirit of faith when they preach or teach. They don't carry the gift of faith. Um, a, a, a good, there's several good preachers I could I could recommend, but at the end of the day, you have to hunger after the word of God, and you have to, um, you know, ask the Lord. To help to help you gain gain light in these areas, ask the Lord to help you with unbelief, because unbelief will will choke out the power of God. God loves to be believed and He hates to be doubted. Amen. Um, make sure I read all the. I, I think I read all the verses that I wanted to. Matthew chapter twenty. Go to Matthew twenty. Matthew twenty. And verse 29, Matthew 20 and verse 29. Um, Here's what the Bible says. Now, as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him and behold, two men, two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. So this is an interesting situation because there's people obviously all around uh, Jesus 
what probably probably sitting or standing or watching what he's doing listening to to his his sermon that day there's people all around uh to see what's going on and uh this one person wouldn't was was releasing their faith that's what they were doing they were releasing their faith with their mouth and they were like not begging but shouting to get his attention you know maybe they had the mindset if if nobody else gets healed today we are going to get healed because we believe he carries the power we believe he'll do it for us that's faith guys that's the type of faith that gets god's attention that's the type of faith that causes you to grab a hold of your miracle and not be denied and so all these people were trying to get them to, to get this person to quiet down. Hey, you're causing a commotion. Chill out. But they got louder. And and it got Jesus's attention. That's the point. It got Jesus's attention. And Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? Now, I, I could spend I could spend hours preaching on that statement right there. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? You know, Jesus basically ask ask us now that same question what do you want him to do for you and unfortunately there's too many christians that they wouldn't know how to answer that question some religious christians would say you know i i just love you because of who you are i don't i don't love you because of what you can do for me well it sounds nice and humble but it's religious pride because jesus himself said forget not all my benefits and G- when Jesus asks you straight up, what can I do for you? You probably better have an answer. And so what do you want Jesus to do for you? Do you want him to heal your body? Do you want him to save your family members? Do you want him to do you want to see a breakthrough in an area of life? Because whatever you set your faith for, you will not be denied if it's in the word of God. You will not be denied if it's in the word of God. Type that in the comments. I will not be denied. I will not be denied. And so Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Verse 33, Matthew chapter 20, verse 33. They said to him, Lord, that that our eyes may be opened. And they weren't talking about their spiritual eyes. They're talking about their physical eyeballs. That our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him come on maybe maybe you need healing in your eyesight today jesus will touch you just through this live stream his his power will touch you and you'll receive your sight it's based upon your faith what do you want jesus to do for you today what do you want jesus to do for your family members today He, he, he is so good and faithful. All the healings and miracles he did in Scripture, he'll do today. All you have to do is believe. Believe. That's it. That's what Jesus said. Only believe. It's the opposite of unbelief. Unbelief chokes out the power of God. Belief releases the power of God. Now, go with me to Mark chapter 1. I'm going to just keep going. Mark chapter 1. I may just stay on this live stream until I'm completely done with all these scriptures. I don't know yet. 
but I'm on a roll and I, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. If you're enjoying this, let me know in the comments. Type, in, type something in the comments for me. Because I want to I wanna greet people, but I also want to uh, make sure that people are getting something out of this. Mark chapter 1, uh, verse 21. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Now, there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have you to do with us? What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? You come to destroy us. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit that uh, had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed. So they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For, for with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout the region around Galilee. So Jesus was famous for, for his, his healing and miracle ministry while he was in the earth. That's, that's probably the main thing that made him famous among the people. So do you think that the same Jesus that lives on the inside of every single believer will not still do it for you today? If you're a believer, you have the same authority. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have the same authority on the inside of you that he walked in on these scriptures that I'm reading right now. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So what's stopping you from taking a hold of the faith of the word of God? Laying hands on yourself speaking to your body and commanding it to get into the alignment with the Word of God. What's stopping you from doing that today? What's stopping you from, from listening to the preaching that I'm giving you today and, and saying, you know what, I do believe not only that Jesus is able to heal me, but that His power is still active today, and I'm going to take it myself today. I believe that I'm going to be healed today. What's stopping you from being able to do that? Don't allow uh, the doubt and unbelief from, from religious Christians, the doubt and unbelief from people around you to make you question if God will heal you. He will touch you today, no matter what you're dealing with. Praise God. Um, I'm going to keep reading. Now, as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife, uh, Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever and they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and filled her, uh, uh, lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her and she served them. Next verse. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and uh, who were demon possessed. OK, all who were sick and all who were demon possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him so here's jesus doing just doing what he does miracles and healings are normal for 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 the child of god and for every christian healings and miracles are normal in these scriptures and, and it's no different today for the body of christ because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. 
They brought to him all who were sick with various kinds of diseases. Doesn't matter what the sickness or disease is. There is no, uh, there is no type of sickness and disease that is that has greater power than the power of God. There is no type of sickness and disease that will not submit to the name of Jesus. Let every, uh, you know, the name of Jesus is the name above all names. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And so if you just speak that name today, Jesus, but say it with faith, that just like he healed all these people, he will touch you today. Praise the Lord. Um, go with me to verse 40. Same, same chapter. Mark 1, 40. Now a leper came to him, imploring with him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. A lot of people struggle with that, wondering about, is God willing to heal me? Listen to this. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he spoke, had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned them and sent them away at once and said to them, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priests and offer uh, for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. And so this is leprosy. I don't know anybody dealing with leprosy. I'm not saying they're not out there. I don't know them personally. Leprosy is, is a big deal, but Jesus healed it instantly. There's, there's no type of sickness and disease that God won't heal instantly. Does healing always happen instantly? According to the physical eye, no. According to your, your, your physical senses, no. It doesn't always happen instantly. But I want to encourage you with this. Just because, you know, if you pray for yourself, maybe you have a, a, a tumor on your body. You pray for yourself. Uh, and... You rebuke that tumor, command it to go in the name of Jesus. Tumor's still there. Three seconds later, a minute later. Did the word of God not work? Do you not have enough faith? None, no. That Don't listen to the lies of the devil. Because the moment that you take authority and have faith, just, just like Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24, have faith in God. If anyone says unto this situation, be removed. When you do that, but you believe, you have to believe that what you said will happen. And whenever you believe that what you said has to happen, when you speak it, if it doesn't seem like it changed within 60 seconds, that, that's when it's irrelevant. Because the word of God doesn't fail. You might have to stand your ground sometimes when it comes to uh, believing for your physical healing. You might have to stand your ground and say, no. These, these symptoms may persist, but I'm going to be more persistent in standing on the Word of God because the Word of God never fails. Um, and so that was leprosy. Now go with me to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was uh, in the house immediately uh, immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not, uh, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them, and they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near uh, him because of the crowd, 
they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through and let down the, the bed on which the paralytic was lying, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned uh, thus within them, within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise, take up your bed and walk? But, <clears throat> but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out of the presence of them all, uh, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. So praise God for people who can believe God for you. That's a good thing. It's best to, to, to uh, strengthen your own personal faith, build your own personal faith. But we can, we can believe God for other people to be healed. Other people can believe God for you to be healed. It, G, it got Jesus' attention, the faith of those other people. It caused that paralytic to be healed instantly. So don't ever, don't ever, um, let, the, let the question that could be in your mind, uh, do I have enough faith? If that's a question in your mind, the simple solution is to get into the word of God and build your faith in whatever area you think you might not have enough faith. Build your faith in that area because Jesus, Jesus said, if you just have faith the, as a mustard seed, a mustard seed is tiny. If you just have faith of, uh, of a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this uh, to this situation, be 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 changed in the name of Jesus. And it has to obey you. And there's other factors in there. Do you walk in love? Faith, faith works by love. So you can have strong faith and not walk in love, and your faith is worthless. Your faith is not working anymore. So all these things are connected. But, it, but in keeping with just simple faith, it's not about, do I have enough faith? Just build your faith every day, and then you won't have to wonder, am I not receiving because I don't have enough faith? You, you know, most of the time when, when people uh, are believing God for healing, when, when, they, when they come to me for help, let's say it like that. They come to me for help. I'm believing God for healing. I, I've been standing for healing for, for several months or years or whatever the case is. I've had people pray for me. What do you think the problem is? Well, the problem is, is usually not faith. They have faith. Yes, I believe God will do it. I believe he'll do it right now. I believe the power of God will touch me. Most of the time, the struggle is with persistence. Standing on the word, refusing to give up. That's most of the time the struggle that people deal with when they contact me for help. And to encourage you, if you're one of those people, stay persistent. Symptoms can sometimes be persistent. It doesn't mean that the word of God won't work or won't work for you or that you've done something wrong. Don't allow the devil to plant that into your mind. You're a child of God. He loves you. That's the primary reason he, he, he heals you. But you have to, you know, you have to be persistent with the word of God and say, no, 
uh, if these symptoms are going to be persistent, I'm going to be more persistent. I am not going to back off of the word of God. It's for me. I receive it in the name of Jesus. And then you thank the Lord. Don't forget to worship the Lord. Thank him that he's healed you. It's good to be persistent, but part of that is to thank the Lord that he's healed you. Thank the Lord that you're healed. Praise him that you're healed. What does that do? It lets your body know who's in charge. You're not, you're not led by your feelings. You're not led by the symptoms. If you have symptoms in your body, I believe God's touching people even right now. If you feel the power of God touching you right now, let me know in the comments. But if the symptoms persist, your, your physical body is under the, uh, the authority of your spirit. So you pray for yourself, lay hands on yourself, speak to yourself. And if it, if it doesn't leave immediately, then just start praising Jesus. And in that, mo- in that, in that process of worshiping the Lord, you, you kind of forget about the symptoms. And before you know it, you realize they're not there anymore. And it might, might take a couple of times. But the point I'm trying to make with that is stay, stay consistent, stay persistent. Why? Because the word of God cannot fail. And that means that you cannot fail as a child of God. If you if you refuse to take your 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 focus off of God's word, that's the only time that Satan can defeat you is if you take your focus off of the word of God. Just like what happened to to uh, Peter when he when he began to sink. Don't take your eyes off of the word of God and you will never fail. If you believe that type amen in the comments for me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I think I'm just going to pray for people now. I'll, I'll, I'll pick this back up next week because I still have a lot of scriptures to go. I'm going to pray for people. If you've never given your life to Christ, that's step one. Maybe you once did give your life to Jesus, but you know you're not living for him today. You're not on fire like you should be. You, you've gotten distracted by the things of the world. On either one of those things, I want you to pray with me right now. You can you can uh, repeat what I tell you to, to pray, but mean it from your heart. It's time to get saved. Time is short. You don't have to you don't you, you don't have to die with sickness any more than you have to live with sickness. But it starts with getting saved. OK, because what good does it do to get saved to get healed in your body and still go to hell? Jesus wants you to spend eternity with him in heaven. If you've grown lukewarm, it's time to get back on fire. Because Jesus said if you grow lukewarm, you get spit out of his mouth. He loves you. And he wants to do a new thing in your life today. If that's you, pray this prayer with me right now. Heavenly Father, I give you my life today. I repent of my sins. And I turn to Jesus. I believe that Jesus is risen from the dead. And I declare that Jesus is Lord and my Savior. Come live in me, Lord Jesus. Fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. Give me your strength where I was weak. I'm born again. I've been made new by the blood of Jesus. I'm on my way to heaven, and I will never turn back. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, let me know in the comments or or contact me on Instagram because I want to connect with you and help you grow in the things of God. It's very important.
Now I want to pray for the sick, for those that need miracles. If you haven't shared this broadcast yet, please share it, because I want to pray for as many people as possible. Maybe you're watching on the replay, watching live, whatever it is. If you need healing in your body, I want you to lift one hand up or both hands up, however you can do it. And I want you to receive the miracle that Jesus has for you today. Father, I thank you for the blood of Christ. I thank you for the authority in his name. You said in your word, Mark chapter 16, verse 19, that believers will lay their hands on the sick and see them recover. I can't lay hands on them, Father. You also told, Jesus also told that centurion that, it, that he could speak the word only and that, and that they will be healed. You said in Psalm 107 and verse 20 that you sent your word and healed them. So, Father, by the authority of the name of Jesus, the power in his name, I speak your word and I, I curse every sickness and disease under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. I command that sickness, those symptoms, that disease to leave your body right now. Cancer, I command you to dry up and leave their body and never return in the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease of all kinds. I command it to leave your bodies in the name of Jesus from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor. You are the lamb that was slain. I thank you, Jesus. You are the healer. You are the healer. You are the miracle worker. I thank you for doing signs and wonders in their lives, in their bodies. I thank you, Father. Thank you for testimonies of people being healed. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command pain to leave your body. No more addiction to pain medication to manage that pain. I know what that's like. It's not fun. Be free in the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus, be free. I look forward to hearing testimonies from this live stream. So if you're watching on the replay, send me the testimonies of what Jesus did for you while you watch. I want to give you an opportunity today to uh, become a monthly partner and sow seed into this ministry that the Lord has given us. These are the ways you can do it. Go to faithandfire.de forward slash give. And all the ways to give are listed there. The easiest way is um, if you live in Europe, you can do a bank transfer. But all over the world, you can, you can give through PayPal. And if you want to use Stripe, give through credit card, you can do it that way. But I want to encourage you and ask you to pray about giving monthly become a monthly partner with us as we continue to preach and go after souls and do what god's called us to do and see revival shake germany shake uh america and the different nations of the world wherever this live stream finds itself going ask the lord what uh, what amount he would have you give and just obey him expect expect god to do something supernatural in your life as you give it's not buying a miracle. It's sowing seed into the kingdom of God. 
And as you do that, the Bible says in Luke, uh, Luke, uh, how did I forget that scripture? Luke chapter 8, Jesus said, no, Luke chapter 6, verse 38, sorry. Luke 6, 38, Jesus said, give and it will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So as you give, give cheerfully, but expect a harvest. Expect increase. Expect God to return it back to you. God's given us good soil to manage. So as you sow seed into this ministry, and if you partner with us, your finances are blessed because the Bible says so. We're believing God for uh, for 10 monthly partners who will sow 85 a month or more. And, and you know, the more is better. Jesus said, the, the same measure that you give will be measured back to you. So if you want to see if you want to see greater increase, give more. Very simple. If you want to sow eighty five a month, a hundred a month, whatever the Lord speaks to you. We're also believing God for big, big givers, substantial givers, because we're getting ready to make big, uh, take do bigger things than we've ever done before. Believing God for for substantial partners whether they're churches business owners or even individuals who who have more uh, uh more to give you can give at a higher level because of of how god's blessed you and um we're believing god for for partners who will who will commit five thousand a month uh minimum or more so if that's one of the, if that's you watching on the replay that's the ways you can give. And we want to say thank you. Thank you for obeying the Lord. Thank you for being a blessing. We thank God for our monthly partners. And uh, we thank God for all he is doing through this ministry. We, we feed the hungry. A portion of everybody's seed goes to help feed the hungry every single day. So as you do that, portion you're also helping to feed the hungry. So if you like that, partner with us. If you, you you can help do that every single every single month. Praise God. Again, if you if you received healing in your body as, uh, while you were watching, let me know. I want to I want to know. Contact me through um, Instagram, through the DMs, and let me know. I love you guys. That's all the time I have for today. God bless you. Thank you for watching. Make sure to share with other people. Be blessed.